Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of Legacy of Freedom. I'm your host, Eric McBride. I'm glad that you found me today. I hope that you're doing well. Today, we're going to be talking about spiritual warfare. I would imagine that most people have found themselves engaged in a battle that was totally spiritual. And today we're going to look at what the Word of God would say to us dealing with spiritual warfare. So grab your Bible and let's turn together to 2 Corinthians and see what the Holy Spirit would show us today. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, Paul is addressing spiritual war. Verse 3, he says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. When we go through times of testing and trial, there's a spiritual war that is is prevalent in that season. Some of the warfare that we deal with are continuous thoughts that are running through our mind. Maybe scenarios that we've been replaying over and over again, how the enemy wants to remind us of the negative things, the failures, the sins, things that we've been through, things that people have done to us. It just keeps keeps a constant replay of that going on during that season. And it's it's like when the enemy just bombards and just keeps shooting those rockets at their enemy, they're trying to overwhelm them. They want to take out resources. They are strategic in their planning. They're not just dropping bombs. Just for the sake of dropping bombs, they are they want to weaken the structure that would cause them to be defeated and their adversary to to overcome them. If we understand that in in the general warfare that people fight, that there is always accounting the cost. There's always a strategy room. There's intel. There's a process that's going into this to take their adversary out. And so what we see here in the word that Paul says that we are engaged in a spiritual war. We're not fighting against flesh and blood. I know it feels like that sometimes. It feels like that people are our problem. Don't get me wrong. People can be used by the enemy. They are used by the enemy. People are often pawns of the devil. That he just moves them about however he wants to move them. But the root of the issue is that there are spiritual forces that are engaged in this battle. That we have to have revelation and understanding that we're not overtaken by the wiles of the enemy. And so Paul is giving us some insight by the Holy Spirit that we can apply to our lives. So we understand it's not a fleshly war and our weapons. Do you know that? 
that you have weapons, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God. For what? Pulling down strongholds. The enemy wants to set up strongholds, strongholds that can keep goods and services from coming into your life. He wants to occupy a place in your life where you're always on the defense. You're always trying to keep your your right mind. You're always you're always one bad moment away from collapse. And when you understand these strongholds of the enemy, how you think, how you allow your your thought life to settle into carnal thinking becomes a stronghold for the enemy that he can control the narratives of your life through your thought life. And Paul's saying here that the weapons that God's given us are not carnal, but mighty through God for pulling down strongholds, demolishing strongholds, casting down arguments. We don't want to prop up arguments. We don't want to exalt the arguments and begin to, well, that may be, you kind of start leaning into that negative vein and you begin to take that identity. No, you've got to cast it down. The enemy will argue with you. Then we will try to persuade you. If you go back to the book of Nehemiah in the Old Testament with Sanballat and, and, and these people that were trying to prevent him from rebuilding the wall, they came cunningly, deceptively. First of all, they wanted to be involved, and when that wasn't going to happen, they began to openly undermine and fight against what was on his heart to do. So you're going, you're going to experience high things that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, things that will lift itself above God in this warfare. But he says we have to bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. You have the helmet of salvation as a child of God. Keep it on. Protect your mind. Meditate on the word. God told Joshua that as Joshua was going to take the place of leadership after Moses, God's servant, had died. God commands Joshua to meditate on his word day and night. Don't depart from meditating on my word. Just keep your focus on my word, my law. And then God says, if you do this, I will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. God boldly told Joshua, no man will be able to stand before him. Nobody could oppose him when he was obedient to God and following God. Let's bring this to another level. His thought life would not be able to be moved off track. He would not be moved from being centered in God's will because his thought life would carry him away from God's will. So you and I must also bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. In Romans, Paul tells us that we are to renew our mind by the word or through the word, that we are not to be conformed to this world. We're not to think like the world. James says that there is earthly wisdom, which is sensual, deals with the senses, and he says it's demonic or devilish. But the heavenly wisdom, the wisdom that comes from above, the wisdom that comes from God, the wisdom that comes from seeking God, is greater than any 
earthly force. And we, we must begin to focus our minds upon the things that are above. Colossians 3, he says, if you were raised with Christ, set your affections, set your mind, set your emotions, everything that's within you, set it upon things above, not on things beneath. In a hundred years from now, where will we be? Where will we be personally? I know in a hundred years from now, I will be in eternity. I will be with Jesus. And everything that is in this moment, everything that I experience now is temporary. But the enemy wants to use the temporary in order to negate or destroy the eternal in my life. He wants me to be frustrated. He wants me to quit. He wants me to see the value in the temporary. He wants me to see in his point of view that it outweighs the significance of the eternal. And friend, I'm telling you, that's not so. The things which we cannot see, the things which are to come, the things which are future, that are eternal, are infinitely more significant than the temporary. How your day went at work, how your family is struggling with finances, things that most people let it consume them. It's a, it's a weapon that we have allowed the enemy to use against us because we have failed to cover our minds with the salvation of Jesus Christ and put our hope and confidence and trust in him and pray about everything. Listen, one of the weapons that God's given us is prayer. And you and I should pray. We should pray instead of worrying, instead of being frustrated, instead of being agitated. You say, well, you don't know what I'm going through. I don't know what you're going through. But we all go through things. You cannot allow the weapons of the enemy to shoot you down because of the temporary things that's going on in your life. Listen, number one, you got to remember, first of all, that God loved you so much that while you were in your worst sin, that he sent Jesus to seek and save the lost, to die for our sins, to redeem us and reconcile us back to the Father. You got you to recognize that. You got to know that God's love outweighs every lie, every argument. It's greater than anything the enemy can do. God's love is, is everlasting. It doesn't mean he agrees with everything you do. He doesn't, he doesn't sit there and applaud our failures. It doesn't mean that he turns a deaf ear to the things that we say or, or the things we do. He looks away from it. God, he, he knows everything, but he is willing to cleanse us from all those unrighteousness, to, to establish our goings. I just feel the Holy Spirit right now reminding us that if God be for us, who can be against us? You've got to set your mind in a place that I'm in a war. You know, again, James writes in his book that no man that is engaged in warfare entangles himself with the cares of this life. When you're in war, you will go without food. You will go without sleep. You will be cold. You'll face the elements because you know that this is a life or death situation. In this spiritual warfare that we're in, the enemy's not just playing games. His intentions is to steal, to kill, and destroy, to take you out, to destroy your family, to destroy the legacy that God wants you to leave. 
And friend, he has done it time and time again to people because they did not put on the whole armor of God, that they didn't realize that they were in a spiritual war. When you're in a spiritual war, you can't just sit around eating popcorn and watching television. You have got to fight the good fight of faith. And I'm here to encourage you today. Get up. Shake yourself in the Lord. Wake yourself up by the power of God's word and begin to arm yourselves with the spiritual weapons. Begin to pull down these strongholds the enemy has set up in your life. Do it through prayer. Go to God. Ask him for wisdom how to pray. This fight is a fight for eternity. And God's already given us the victory through Jesus Christ. We must apply what God has given us and fight the good fight of faith. Be encouraged today. The Lord knows those that belong to him, and the enemy knows those that belong to God. That's why the attack is so real. But God says, you're more than conquerors. You're more than conquerors. How about us getting up, shaking ourselves, and moving forward in the things that God has for us? Let's pray. Father, I thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, that you are the one that gives us victory. You're the one who's given us the weapons, spiritual weapons, to defeat every enemy. And God, no matter what the enemy comes at us with, the power of the blood of Jesus Christ that covers us, that saves us, that washes us clean, that blood has made us citizens of heaven. So, Father, right now, I take authority over every lie, every lie of the enemy, every stronghold in enemy tries to bring in our minds, and Lord, we dismantle it. We throw it down. We overthrow those strongholds. And Lord, we establish truth, the truth of your word in our minds. Lord, we put our focus on the things that are spiritual, the things which are above where Christ is seated in heaven. The word says that when he comes, he is our reward. Thank you for that, Father. I pray today, Lord, that you would deliver us from every stronghold, every lie, every tormenting spirit, and that, God, that you would be glorified in our minds, hearts, and lives. For the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Well, today is a new day. Don't stay where you were yesterday. Move forward and leave a legacy that others can follow in your footsteps to Jesus. Till we meet again, have a blessed day.